Thank you for listening to Planning and Finance in Episode 6. We hope you were open to listening to each other and prioritizing together. Hello, this is Nancy Spiro again, and I want to welcome you to the 7th Engaged Encounter podcast on coping with change. Many things change over the years, and those changes can happen in many ways. It is important to learn how to deal with change and be able to communicate your feelings with your life partner. I invite you to listen to this podcast about the different types of change. You can follow along in the free workbook that can be found at www.encounter.org slash engaged encounter. Welcome back to session seven of Coping with Change. We want to recognize the need to protect the stability of our marriage by communicating our feelings regarding loss in our lives whether that loss is of physical capacities, a change in our life situation, divorce, or death. People have to deal with loss every day. Loss is a part of our life experience. Sometimes there is a loss of our physical capabilities. Part of that loss may be a result of age. I know I cannot run, jump, or do many of the things I used to be able to do when I was young. However, there are other factors other than age that affect loss of physical capabilities. One of my childhood friends was born without most of her right arm. She and her family learned to cope with using prosthesis at times. Other losses happen as a result of an accident or injury. My father had macular degeneration and became legally blind and adjusted to walking with a cane and getting books on tape. We can experience loss in life situations when we move or change jobs. Starting over in a new location or a new job is not easy. Loss by death also affects us. Many of us have experienced the loss of a loved one and we know the void that it leaves in our life. After both of my parents died, I felt abandoned, like an orphan, even though I was married and had children and a family of my own. Communication between a husband and wife is imperative. Marriage is both changing and changeless. Marriage is changing because a couple's life situation is forever in a state of change. We don't remain newlyweds forever. Eventually, many young couples have children and begin raising a family. Children grow and change, and their needs change day to day and year to year. It would be wonderful if we could all stay 20, but we grow older and our bodies change. As our bodies change, we experience illnesses and knees and hips and organs wear out. None of us will probably keep the same jobs or live in the same houses throughout our married lives. And so we and our marriages will be in a state of constant change. 
Marriage is also changeless because it remains a lifetime commitment and relationship through all the life changes we experience. Maintaining our commitment to each other through all the things that are to come in our marriages and relationships is only possible if we communicate with each other. It has been said, the only certain things are death and taxes. Both could be considered signs of change and loss in our lives. I believe every person has a hope that only good and pleasant things will happen in their lives. Most of us never seem to be prepared for those serious changes that are a part of life. Change is inevitable. Whether it is the loss of our physical capabilities, a job we enjoy, a loving relationship, or the end of life, change will happen eventually for all of us. The changes that will confront us in our life may test our own strength and that of our relationships. Even though this may sound gloomy and difficult to you, there is hope. None of us faith None of us face challenges and change in our lives alone. God is always with us. When our strength or wisdom doesn't seem like enough, reliance on God's presence with us can carry us through. There was a time when we were struggling emotionally. Ron had graduated from college and had been working as a mechanical engineer for several years. We had two young children and to those on the outside, we looked like the happy American family. For several years, changes were taking place in our lives that we didn't want to acknowledge. We were growing apart, apart emotionally. I was involved in being the best mom in the world and Ron was withdrawing from the world. He began having anxiety attacks when we go out or be in new situations. It was becoming harder for him to cope. I was confused like when two people give you conflicting directions. I didn't know what to do, which way to go, or who to turn to. Ron's actions were so unlike him as he had been the planner of our activities and always enjoyed them. The change in Ron frightened me. He'd been my stability from day one. Now where was I going to get my support, supportive strength? I could see the difficulty he was having in making daily decisions. Ron entered the hospital on Thanksgiving Day and looking back, I remember feeling relief. I was hopeful that Ron would now get the help he needed to pull his life back together. One particular visit had been disturbing as I observed Ron's overwhelming sadness. His progress seemed to be in reverse. In my conversing with God as I usually did during my commute home, that evening, I was angry at the situation of our life being turned upside down and was confronting God and pouring out my innermost feelings. 
Why wasn't Ron improving? I also was feeling very sorry for myself and just kept asking God why. As I drove on for reasons I can't explain, I actually felt God's love wrap around me. My anger and self-pity melted away as I accepted God's warmth and knew that Ron and I would both come out of this with a renewed strength of togetherness. The average family moves once every five years, which is also the average for most Methodist pastors and their families. Dan's first church appointment had no parsonage, so we were able to remain living in our own home with our daughters remaining at their school. The churches were close enough to our home that Dan was able to drive to them, as did the girls and I on Sunday mornings. Dan's next church appointment was farther away and did have a parsonage. That meant we had to sell our house, pack up our belongings, and move. However, our move was only 30 miles away from where I worked, so I was still able to commute. Dan's third appointment was not as easy for us. It required a 250 mile move away from my work and away from our family, friends, and relatives. We basically had to start all over, make new friends, adjust to a different environment, different weather conditions with different, different humidity, and I also had to find another job. Dan and I spent a lot of time talking prior to our move. We both felt uprooted, like the rug of life we were standing on was being pulled out from under us. I felt scared and uncertain, like I was outside watching a funnel cloud and didn't know where to run to to get to safety. Thoughts were constantly flying through my mind. Would we fit in with a different community? Would I be able to find another job I would like with good pay and benefits? I was scared like I was standing on unstable ground and the storm was coming closer and closer. Moving from one house to another or even between cities can be very stressful in a marriage. Nancy and I must be fairly close to average as we moved six times in 36 years of marriage. Each time we moved, we lost connections with friends and communities we left behind. Some of those losses were very traumatic. It is difficult to have a long distance relationship with close personal friends. As Nancy and I moved from one church appointment to the next, I experienced a loss in leaving a special congregation behind. Connections with friends must be broken, so I focus on new relationships in a new parish. We don't return for weddings, baptisms, or funerals. Doing so might compromise the ministry of the pastor who replaces us. There are also differences between communities that are cultural or environmental. Communities like families have different ways of doing things because of their cultural history. The parishes we have served were of German, English, Swedish, and Czech cultures. 
Expectations and ways of communication are challenging in the ministry. At times in our lives, Nancy and I lived in the humid but abundantly green parts of Nebraska. At other times, we moved to the dry, arid places of western Nebraska. Each of these kinds of environment affects us differently. In one place, my allergies may be almost non-existent, while in another place, it may be a year-round struggle. In the church, each move brings new challenges and opportunities. Nancy and I have friends and family who have moved across the country following or pursuing jobs and careers. These changes can be very challenging as their friends and family are further distances away. Culturally and environmentally, they can bring huge changes and challenging adaptations to new surroundings. Some moves may be necessary due to unexpected health reasons. This can be as traumatic and as difficult to accept as the health condition itself. Any of the reasons we have shared for moving are areas to discuss for the sake of your relationship. Prior to our 250 mile move, my mother had gone into an assisted living facility and my father had already passed away several years prior, so I thought my mother would be fine. I could still call her on the phone and go back to visit with her whenever possible. Besides, both my sister and my brother lived only 40 miles away from her. However, I did not realize how much I would miss out on being able to care for my mother when her health declined. Before we made the major move, I had been the one to make sure she was physically and emotionally taken care of. Since we now lived so far away, I felt disconnected from my mom, like I was listening to a movie and not able to watch it because there was no picture on the screen. I told Dan I felt unsure about the care my mom was getting since I wasn't able to see her anymore. Like the TV movie without a picture, I could only hear how someone else thought my mom was doing health-wise. I wasn't even able to be there with her on the day she died. I was not able to tell her goodbye. We all know that death is a part of life, and for some, it may create a sense of fear. Its effects are deep and long-lasting. As Nancy just shared, we were a long distance from her mother when she died. Nancy had done so much to take care of her mother's physical and emotional needs in the year before we moved. The bond between them was so strong and now it was broken. Nancy asked, why were we so far away? Had she failed to care for her mom by moving? When Nancy told me how unsure she felt about the care her mom was receiving, I began to doubt myself. As we frantically packed the car and changed schedules to rush across the miles, Nancy asked repeatedly, why? Why did we move so far away? I couldn't find the right words to offer comfort to Nancy. I couldn't answer her why. 
I felt useless like an old shoe with worn out heels and holes in the sole. When we planned the service and took care of all the details, the pain of this final separation was deep, like looking across the Grand Canyon to see a loved one we couldn't reach. It is so final, so lonely, and empty. It has been years now since Nancy's mom passed away. The passage of time does not take the sting away. There are still days when Nancy cries and says how much she misses her mother. I still feel the loss when this happens and wonder how I can best offer comfort for her loneliness and sadness. We still talk about this event in our lives. Maybe I didn't have the answers Nancy needed, but I was there with her for love and support through it all, and we were a couple as a result. Love draws couples together so closely they cannot imagine ever being separated by anything. I believe there is nothing more fearful than the thought of losing a husband or wife in death. Many times over the years of our marriage, I have been terrified at the thought of Nancy's death. It might be a late arrival home from a trip or news of severe weather. I wonder how I will get along without her gentle presence in my life. I suspect Nancy has the same feelings and thoughts at times. We've had conversations about this and the channels of communication must remain open for us to cope with this inevitable change in our lives. Hope is an important part of coping with change. Hope is a powerful word. Romans chapter 5 verses 4 and 5 state, Hope is the endurance of things to come. Through the power of hope, we can endure all things. Through the power of hope, we can cope with change. Hope has been expressed to us through the marriage commitment, through the community of believers, and through God's gift of love. In our wedding vows, Dan and I expressed our hope for a lifetime together, a lifetime of give and take, a lifetime of enduring through good times and bad, through sickness and health. When we attend church worship services and Bible study classes, we find ourselves surrounded by a community of believers. This gives us hope, not only for us as a couple, but also hope for our community hope for our world, and hope for our future. Jesus Christ was God's gift of love to us. He cared so much for us that he gave his only son. He gave us hope, and that hope came down to earth in the form of a human being, a servant of hope to all the world. The changeless nature of marriage is reflected by the one-time permanent life commitment of a man and woman to share life together. That commitment is the foundation of communication to deal with the changing events of life. 
communication between us enabled us to anticipate and prepare for the birth of children, moving to a new location and dealing with the aging process. On our wedding day, like countless other couples, we made a commitment, a covenant to the loved one standing beside us. It is a one-time permanent commitment to love, honor, and cherish forever. This is a reflection of the changeless nature of marriage, which has remained unchanged since time began. The world and life, however, are constantly changing. The commitment of a couple in love to be faithful to each other is vital in the face of the changes that occur in life. Communication, open and honest, is the tool that will help us maintain that commitment to each other. Even though some aspects of our lives change with the passing of time, our commitment to our spouse gives us security. Even though our commitment to our spouse is constant and unchanging, as the world around us and our lives naturally change, so must we. Change in us is called growth. When we stop growing physically, mentally, or spiritually, we die. Growth is life. Growth can be defined as the alternation between stress and security. Stress is the changing nature of life. Security is the changeless nature of commitment. Without the stresses brought on by change, we cannot gain the strength to grow. Security gives us the opportunity to grow so that we can face new challenges. Our communication throughout our life and marriage reminds us of and keeps us faithful to our commitment to our spouse. This gives us a firm foundation on which to grow throughout our marriage. There is a list of questions on page 7.2 of your worksheet and follow the instructions there. Continue to enjoy your time of sharing together. Thank you for listening to Coping with Change. Next time in session eight, we will look at intimacy to stress its importance in our relationship and that intimacy is more than a sexual relationship. Just a reminder to schedule a time to listen to the next session. We look forward to sharing with you again.